Good morning, everybody. I really thank the Lord for this wonderful opportunity that God has given to me and my wife, Deepa, to come all the way from Atlanta, you know, to be with you all. We enjoyed yesterday the international dinner, you know, different kinds of food, right? I think a few of you missed, but, you know, I really enjoyed. I went each and every part, like, you know, I just went and took some food, and then I couldn't even sleep yesterday night. <laughs> I really thank, uh, thank you, Pastor, for inviting me, you know, to come and share, and also uh, John Bull. You know, the team came all the way from Surrey to Atlanta uh, last July, uh, for a mission, you know, short-term team to come and uh, explore the world, like uh, about Hinduism, Islam, and uh, um, to know more about, you know, the other religions and also to work among them. So I'm, I really appreciate, you know, the team and also a church uh, focusing on um, many nations, right? I, yesterday I heard about how uh, the church is involving in the nations. Uh, today we sang song like, you know, different types, different languages, different people groups. So God's heartbeat is also uh, focusing on the same thing. That's what uh, Revelation 7, 9, it's talk about. Um, today we sang also, and also I just want to read the word. Revelation 7, verse 9, it says, After this I looked, and there before me was a great multitude, that no one could count from every nation, tribe, people, and language standing before the throne and in front of the Lamb. You know, they were wearing white robes and were holding palm branches in their hands, and they cried out in a loud voice, Salvation belongs to our God who sits on the throne and to the Lamb. See, this is the, we all uh, keep reading the words, like, you know, revelation, which is going to happen. And today also we sang that about, you know, one day Jesus is going to come. So we are going to meet him, and also we are going to be with him. That is the hope that we have. You know, when I was Hindu, uh, you saw the video today, and also yesterday I put some videos, like, you know, there are, 330 million gods in Hinduism. You know, but we don't have hope. Which God? Whom to go and worship? So I was in that kind of situation. I grew up like that. Even my wife. We don't know each other, but God brought us, you know. God met us. That's what John chapter 15, verse 16 says. You didn't choose me. I have chosen you. You know, I have graven you in my palms. So when I read that word, I was really uh, broken. You know, such a wonderful God we have. And you know what he says? Even before you formed in the mother's womb, I know you. And Isaiah 43, 1, it says, like, you know, I have called you, I have summoned you, I called out you by name, and you are mine. So what a wonderful word. So this hope we have. We are sitting in the church and we are really reading the word and God has given us the promises. But when we see the outside world, example, like just near to our church, there's a gas station. You know, there are so many other people like neighbors who doesn't know about God, who doesn't know about this salvation. You know, who is Jesus? 
I just want to talk about um, the important thing, like, you know, how God really uh, uses us. You know, God chose Abraham to be a blessing for the nation. See, last 20 years, means uh, from, the, from my birth time until 20 years, I was just uh, looking for this kind of, you know, a light for the answer everywhere. We went from South India to North India, almost like 56 hours. My dad used to travel us to go and do all kind of pilgrimages. We do sacrifices. And you know, we go temple over temple everywhere. So that, you know, we can shave our head, we poke our ears, uh, we sacrifice the animal, the blood sacrifice, so that God can accept us and, you know, take away all the curses. You know what happened? When my father used to borrow money and take us to a pilgrimage for 20 days, 25 days, and when we come back, the money is getting multiplied and we have to pay three times what he bought. Like 5,000 if he bought, you know, we had to give back 15,000. You know, the curse was multiplying. I was asking my dad, like, you know, why? You said, our God will take away the curses. We went and, like, uh, we saw the video, like, people were taking shower, means uh, um, dipping themselves into that uh, holy river called Ganges. The Hindu believes the Ganges River is a holy river. And we go, I was there for hours and hours, but nothing happened. When we come back home, we get kind of curses or curses. And because 5,000 multiplied into 15,000, we have to pay debt. You know, my dad had to sell all the important, the silver items, the main gold and everything from our house. Everything we lost. We come to a situation like, you know, we don't have anything. So we are going to look for that kind of nation. You know, um, today we saw, even in the, in the book, if you can go and read, you know, you'll see from the world population, means the total 7.3 billion of people, almost like 40, 14 to 15% of people are Hindus. And you, th- you talk about Islam, the other religious group, they don't know this light. They don't know, they don't have this salvation. They don't have this eternal, you know, God hope like we, what we have. So, how the people group started, I just want to share, like, you know, this is the people group we saw, like, you know, people group uh, being started different languages. You know, where it started from the uh, Tower of Babel, Genesis chapter 11, when people were building on the Tower of Babel, they were in one language. They were talking one language. They were in one mind. That is the powerful thing. When you go and read the word, uh, Genesis chapter 11, it talks about you know, nobody can stop that powerful movement. They will keep on building that tower of Babel until it reaches the heaven. You know, because of one language, because of oneness of mind. But one thing is wrong. They have a wrong motive. They want to take glory for themselves. They want to bring their names for themselves. You know, sometimes God checked me also, like, you know, what are you doing? You are doing, when we, to, as a church, when we together, oneness, in one mind, we can do a powerful thing. But we should not have a motive that what we are doing to bring a name for us or for glory for God, uh, for glory for ourselves. You know, we have to give glory to God. That is the one reason God came down. You know, Bible says, let us go down, means the 
God, Son and the Holy Spirit, let us go down and, you know, stop the movement. He came down and confused the tongue. That is what different languages. How many of you can speak more than three languages or two languages? Can anyone? Oh, very good. One language? We know. Yeah. <laughs> Praise God. Okay. So, you know, uh, in India, uh, if, you read, if you see that, you know, I just want to see that India map, like, you know, one nation, you know, how many people group? How many? 4,000 people groups. Some of them are reached only. If you see the black dots below, uh, South India, uh, one of the disciples, Thomas, came and shared the gospel to the west coast of India. So some of them reached. We have a lot of churches in South India, but if you see the North India, most of them are unreached. You know, so God twisted that tongue. That's what I could speak uh, more than six languages. It means seven so why? You know, because we, when we move from one state to another state, from Tamil Nadu, if I go to Andhra Pradesh, I have to speak Andhra, Hyderabad people. You know, if I go from my own language, Tamil Nadu, to on my left, it's Kerala. You know, the Malayalis, they speak different language. When I go up north, Marathi, Gujarati, Hindi, Urdu, you know, Oriya, so many. So God twisted the tongue only. That's where the languages started. So if you see the unreached people group, you know, what is the unreached people group and unreached people group difference, you know? The rich people group of, uh, is an ethnic group, you know, having a church planting movement strong enough to evangelize the entire group without outside help. Like example, if you take this Surrey County, you know, we can say it's a rich people group area. Means, see, if you see a Gujarati or Indian or any any other um, religious people, at least the churches are there. See, if you go on the street in this road, maybe at least two to three churches we can see. See, there are churches to go and help. So you can see the picture, like you know, um, the, the rich people group. There are peoples, but churches are there. You can see the cross. But if you see on the right hand side, there are people, but there is no churches. That is called unreached people group. That's what now the church is focusing. Congo, everywhere. You know, in India, the tribal area, there is no churches for miles and miles, like, you know. Our vision is also to go and reach the unreached people group, where there is no churches, where there is no Christian at all. In 2003, when I was working in Singapore, you know, God spoke to us to go to the unreached area. I don't know what is unreached area, what is reached area. You know, I went to a mission conference, means I was sitting down and listening what the people were talking about. You know, uh, I saw in uh, John's house also, in the couch, everywhere, you can see the world map. You know, when I take the pillow, there is a world map, like, you know, because his heart is on that nations. We also buy a uh, um, world map, like, why? I saw this side, you know, globe, this side. You know, all the nations' flags are there. I'm very glad that both the sides are my country, you know, style. You know, I'm born in India. You can see the center of the Indian flag. And I see this side. We are citizens of Singapore. So the right corner at the end, the white and red, it's a Singapore flag. And we see a lot of nations, a lot of flags are there. So God wants to reach out the unreached people. 
but there is no churches. That is a God heartbeat. Revelation 7, 9, it says, every nation, every tongue, every people, you know, um, every um, language has come to before the Lamb of God. So we were worshipping just now, you know, we are, we are worshipping every Sunday, but the church is now taking time, at least two weeks, to focus on the nations. Means connecting to the God's heartbeat. So I encourage you all to go and read and then pray for nations, pray for the people group, so that God can do tremendous work. When you see the world culture like 7.3 billion on that, 2.2 billion Christians, 2.8 billion, like you know, the, know the gospel, but they are not Christians. And 2.5 billion, almost like 2.6 billion, they never heard the gospel. See, when I went to North India, from South India, after I accepted Jesus Christ, you know, I went through a lot of persecution, so I had to run away from my house. My dad was, uh, you know, um, threatening, even my relatives were uh, forcing me, some people were threatening me, a lot of things. So I resigned my job, uh, government job, and I left from South India to North India because I heard a lot about North India has not been reached. They, there are um, many um, um, states, like, you know, they don't have even one church in that places. So I want to go and share the gospel because I have been worshipping uh, 33 million gods, like, you know, but none of them could able to give me the solution, means salvation for my, my life, for my eternal life. So I got a hope, so I want to go and share. When I went, you know, I, I told my dad, I'm just going out. They asked me, when are you going to come? I don't know when I will come. So I took a train. My dad, I remember he was crying. And then he, uh, you know, when I was, uh, I think, 20, 20 years old, I just left. And then I went, I was waiting for, in one of the North India, waiting for uh, my friend to come and receive me. It is a, and it's a totally uh, remote area. Like, you know, I was standing in the railway station, waiting, waiting for three to four hours. You know, Indian time, like, you know, when people say, don't mistake me, like, you know, I'm just telling, like, you know, I was waiting three, four hours, he couldn't, because he got stuck in the traffic, something happened on the road. He has to travel three hours to come and pick me. So I was waiting, waiting, and then I think everybody left, but I was standing alone, and then the station master came and asked me, hey, I'm looking at you like, you know, last three to four hours you are standing there. What are you going to do? So I don't know the language. I'm just a little bit broken Hindi. I was just telling you, no, I'm here to just to go and work. So I'm waiting my friend. He uh, told me. And then he, he was also talking with uh, broken English like, you know. And then he was telling me, why did you come here? I said, I just come here to work in one of the college. And then he asked me, uh, why? What is the reason? What are you going to do? You know, I'm going to go and share, means tell about Jesus. You know, he thought that I'm going to sell a product. So he asked me in Hindi, which shop I can get this Jesus? What is that? What is the product? See, it's very funny, right? But that day, I was really broken in my heart, like, you know. See, my own nation, who doesn't know who is Jesus, and then, which shop I can get it? So that really broke my heart. I said, okay, I'm going to live here. I want to die here for Christ. Because um, 
that is what you know god uh, was emphasizing us to look into that you know i was really take it as a challenge and i went there i started sharing every villages god was doing great things sorry i, uh, I just lost this oh okay so you know god uh, chosen me means i have to be a blessing for my nation see that's what um, bible says um first corinthian chapter 3 verse 10 paul was talking about by the grace that god has given me i have laid a foundation as an expert builder each one must be careful how we build see it's not that what we build how we build can anyone read first uh, corinthian chapter 3 verse 10 is there any way we can read okay let me find so uh, god's emphasis is on like you know he want uh, paul was talking about his own life he said i have laid a foundation as an expert builder and someone is building on that each one must be careful how we build so we need to build our life means why god has chosen me see when me and my wife we, when we got married because that's an uh, that's an amazing thing how god brought us together get married because she was born and brought up in a different background means in a hindu background different place and i was in a different place god brought us she was in saudi arabia i was in singapore so when she came for vacation you know 8 years we were praying my family was forcing me to get married in a hindu way i said no i want a believer that side god was you know she, she was going through the same thing you know somehow they came and met one pastor and then i know a pastor and i was doing a, a children's ministry and youth ministry in and church so that pastor come to for the pastors conference and they were talking you know and this pastor sh- shared about me and then this the other pastor was telling about my wife oh i know a girl who came from saudi arabia she's waiting she's in a vacation vacation like you know so that's how within two days you know they came and met friday saturday she supposed to leave to saudi i know friday um, wednesday they came and met me i told my, uh, my father in law that future my father in law that you know i told him can you give me 30 minutes he want me to come and see his daughter because she's having the same faith and she's standing for you know god to she want a, a believer of jesus christ she don't want to get married to a hindu man you know god brought us and then we got connected she shared her testimony i shared my testimony within 30 minutes not like american system huh? after 5 years 6 years <laughs> you know even my children they used to tell me no way papa you know how you got married without knowing 30 minutes only you just talked about your testimony and then you agreed you got engaged and you went she went to saudi and you went to singapore after 10 months you both came and got married because they my children born in singapore and now they are living in us like you know but very but god you know connected us the same tribe same language same division also see god is so particular god is so unique when we stand for god that's what matthew chapter 6 verse 33 says seek ye first the kingdom of god and his righteousness all these things be added unto you means we no need to look we keep praying but god is the one who does all the thing that's what paul is talking about um, you know in romans 15 20 it says my ambition is always been to uh, mis- 
my ambition has always been to preach the good news where the name of Christ had never heard, never been heard, rather than where a church has already been started by someone else. You know, that's what Paul used the strategy called apostolic beachhead. You know, the beachhead is an army strategy. I think uh, people who are uh, veterans, you know, we were in army, you know that beachhead means is a place where you fly. If you want to attack one place, you know, they go to another place and station there. They ground it, means they, they put the army things, weapons, everything, and then they will go and attack and come back. That's called beachhead. Paul used his strategy. You know, he always go to the places where there is no gospel. He go there and he station himself and then he go and attack some people. You know, in Corinth, he turned upside down the city. The people were selling idols and everything. He went and shared the gospel. People came to know the Lord. Then totally, the whole city was uproar. Like, you know, the people were coming and talking about, hey, this guy is really changing everybody. So, apostolic beachhead, you know, strategy. We need to use that. Romans 15, it's talk about. We know that, uh, um, you know, um, 1040 window from east of Asia to west of Africa. So, we narrow down. We cannot go and reach out the whole thing. So, we narrow down to 2030. You can see the blue uh, rectangle, like, you know, 2030. In that, six nations are there. North India, Nepal. Bhutan, Bangladesh, and Pakistan. So we are reaching out all the six nations. Muslims, Hindus, Buddhists, atheists, agnostics, everyone. See, if you see that, you know, uh, almost like 1,200 unreached people group are there in every area. Each people group are 10,000 people. And then 2%, less than 2% of evangelical Christians. Talk about 2.5 billion people. So 82% poorest of the poorest. Resistant and receptivity to the gospel. You know, this is a place where 2.7 billion Hindus, Muslims, Buddhists are living. So, we registered in India called Jeevan Frantias. Like, you know, Jeevan means life. Frantias is a frontline mission. So, as towards nation development. Nation means, God always talk about nation means people. One person. See, God touched me in the Hindu world. Shanmugam, a Hindu name person. God touched me and he transformed the nation. See, my whole relatives, my mom accepted. After 13 years, my dad, after 23 years, just before, now 2015, he accepted and he got baptized. My brother got accepted. No, God was touching each and every one. But it took nearly a long time. Almost like 8 to 10 years, I have to suffer. I have to run away. Persecution. My dad, my wife, she was being persecuted. Now, even her mom used to, you know, scold her to go and do all kinds of ritual things. She said, no, I'm not going to do. I'm not going to bow before the idols. She said, hold on. See, we have to stand for God. That's what, you know, in India, if you see that there's 2030, the red line, we put 20 altitude, like, you know, 30, that is the line. You see, uh, if we didn't, see, I, from, I was from uh, South India, that is uh, Tamil Nadu, where down, blue color on the right side, like Florida. You know, uh, above all the red dots, we are working. We have uh, churches. We have house churches. On the west side, you can see Gujarat, where the gray color, you know, near to Pakistan. That is the place where I went in 2003 after I resigned my job because God told me, 
from Isaiah 43:19. He said, I'm going to do a new thing that's going to spring up the way in the wilderness, the river in the desert. You know, we were asking, myself, my wife, we, uh, we moved to Singapore and we were working. Uh, we had uh, my, my daughter born uh, two and a half years before and my twin boys just six months before. You know, they're born. Like, you know, they're a six-month baby. Almost like three years, we have three babies. You know, God gives a double portion blessings. <laughs> you know? And then we were praying, Lord, what are the reasons why you brought us from India and you you know, uh, from, to Singapore, and also you brought us from darkness to light, and from Hindu worship to, to know the light, the eternal God, what are we doing? Are we just enjoying, means earning? She was a medical scientist, um, um, microbiologist in a, one of the good universities, National University of Singapore. And I was working as a project manager, high-risk building, constructing, you know, uh, steel and concrete structures. We were praying. I used to do evenings. I go and meet a lot of Hindus, um, Muslims, and share the gospel. You know, we meet in the coffee shop, like, you know, sit down in the restaurant, talk about Jesus. So I heard their problem. You know, many Indian workers or Bangladeshi, Pakistani workers, Thailand workers who come to Singapore to work, you know, they get caught in all kinds of bad things like drinking, weeds, like, you know, smoking, and red light, you know, prostitution things, so many things. And they get all kinds of diseases. You know, they are, um, they earn money, they spend all the money there, and they couldn't able to send any money to, the nation, to their families. So we go and talk to them, build relationships, share the gospel. So when we are doing, I didn't have time, even the night times and all. I come back home by 11 o'clock, 10 o'clock. I had to go early morning, 5 o'clock again to my work. So that time only God spoke to me from Isaiah 43, 19. He said, I'm going to do a new thing that's going to spring up. The way in the wilderness, the river in the desert. Early morning, 4.30, 5 o'clock, we get up and early, myself, my wife, we are praying, Lord, what is this meaning? What is this word talks about? Speak to us, Lord. What is the purpose? Why you brought us from India to Singapore? To just earn money, to live, get children? God said, I'm going to use you. The way in the wilderness means where there is no way I'm going to build a way for. Where there is no river, I'm going to, in the desert, I'm going to create a river. So when we ask, God said, you step out. She will work and support the ministry. You know, you go in faith. So I took it as an advantage. I resigned my job. I went into missions. You know, that is where, this is all the people group you know, all these people group in India. Um, if you see um, Bengali, Assami, Bhojpuri, you know, Kachi people group. If you see that the other one, like, you know, this is the Kachi people. On the left-hand side, the black lady, you know, they were wearing a, a heavy iron earrings. We are all wearing just a one gram or something. They wear uh, 200 grams sometimes. It's heavily hanging. Such a kind of, you know, they put... 30 to 40 bangles on the hand. So it's all kind of like a tribal area. See, this is a Lepcha, Marathi. This is all the people group. You know, to reach out this people group, we have some problem. See, when we go and share the gospel to other people means tribal people or unreached people group, we have two problems. You know, uh, we know that when Moses 
sent his 12, disciples, means, uh, 12 spies to go to the promised land to Canaan when they were exploring the Canaan. You know, 12 of them went to that. But 10 of them came back and they said, there are giants, we are like a grasshopper. See, we have the same kind of mentality. Even I was having the same thing. You know, when we go to the nation, when you go to the Middle East or somewhere, uh, the terrorists are there, Muslims are terrorists. No, not every Muslims. So, we always tell there, is, there are giants, we are like a grasshopper. You know, right? Grasshopper? Is it looks like elephant size? <laughs> no, it's a small. Our mindset is also like a grasshopper mindset. We say, oh, I can't do, brother. You know, when, my, when I tell my friends, like, you know, Christian families in, in Atlanta, Christi I'm talking about Indian Christians, born Christians, I ask them, hey, can you pray for the food? Oh, no, 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 brother, no, no. Please, no, don't tell me to pray. I don't know. You know, very shy. We are like a grasshopper. We say, oh, no, 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 I cannot go. I cannot go and reach out. We don't take time to go and sit down and hear their problem. We always say, oh, I'm like a grasshopper. Oh, there are like a giants. They are like a terrorist. So the same mindset, you know, the 10 of them had. Only two of them, Joshua and Caleb, had a different spirit. Now, what is the giants we talk about? Giants are not the unrich people group. Means the unrich people group are not our enemies. They are our true inheritance. See, Psalms 2.8, it says, Today you ask of me, I will give you these nations. See, I learned from this word. Do we really ask God? Lord, give me this nation. Give me this Bangladeshi. Give me this Gujarati. Give me this India or a Muslim. Do we ask God? Yes, we have a missions awareness. Like, I really appreciate, like, you know, at least two weeks the church is concentrating. But we have to take it every day. Take it very serious. Take this, uh, um, you know, um, magazine. Just go through that and then pray for the nations. Every day, at least two minutes, pray for the nation. Lord, I want to touch this person. I want to touch that person. That's what I always tell my wife. You know, in our workplace, there are so many people who lost their lives. Three marriages, divorced. Fourth one, they are trying. So they don't have a solution. They have so much of problem in their life. They're waiting for the salary. Oh, every oh, they are very excited. Why? Because they have to pay the debts and then go to another one. They don't know how to manage their life. So when we are Christians, like we are being blessed by God, we can counsel, we can sit down and talk to them. We can hear their problem. See, that's what somebody was asking me, like, you know, how we can share the gospel within five minutes. Is it easy to share? Please, can you tell? Is it easy? No? Yeah. It's very difficult, but you know, we can share. I just told him, five minutes means like, you know, hear their story. What is their problem? Tell about your story. How Jesus blessed you. How God blessed you. Tell about Jesus. Hear their story. Tell about your story. Tell about Jesus' story. So when you connect these three things, it's a gospel. But take time. Don't share five minutes gospel and all. 
you know, what I'm saying, like build relationship, share the gospel. So what I'm saying, when we pray, when we ask for the nation, see, like 2030 or 1040 window is like a promised land where uh, milk and honey is flowing. You know, the harvest is ripe. Yesterday I was, uh, you know, standing near to John's house. I was amazed to see the land. You know, even now when I was coming, I saw the green land. Harvest is ready. But laborers are not there. So that reminds me also. Harvest is plenty, but we laborers, we are very few. Ask for the Lord for the harvest, means laborers. We have to, each and every one of us, God blessed us. And we have to go and reach out in workplace, in our neighborhood areas. We can just take time to go and talk to them. That's what I always do in my subdivision. I just walk and then I pray for them. You know, pray for every house, even though they don't open the house, like, you know, just I walk and pray for them. Lord, show me the man of peace. Show me the women of peace, Lord. You know, in Matthew chapter 10, when Jesus sent his disciples two by two, he said, whichever the town or village you go, find a worthy man. Means man of peace. Worthy man. Means the person who can connect with you, can talk about, hear your story. You know, you can just talk about, hey, how is it? You know, I always connect with uh, anyone, like, you know, if they are talking about sports, I'll say, hey, my children's also in the sports, you know. Even though I don't know something, like, you know, about soccer, I'd say, oh, yeah, yeah, I'm also, you know, I love, I love uh, soccer. Then I keep talking. So if, uh, you know, uh, Nathan, what is it, sorry? Ethan, Ethan, sorry. Ethan, you know, he's a bodybuilder. I, if, uh, you know, I just connect with him, hey, you know, how many times you do the weight training, man? Like, you know, just, well, then he will be encouraged. Even though if he's very dull, like, you know, he will be encouraged, right? So, and then they connect, hearts are connected. If, it, if they talk about food, talk about the food. Hey, yes, yes, I love Ethiopian food, man. Really nice, you know. So, just encourage him. Talk about, and then lift him up. Then, you can easily take his number, you know, ask him to come to your house. Go to their house or a common places, like that is how we can do so many things, you know. So we need, we, we must approach them in humility, identifying their needs and also drawing them by the love of God because, you know, out of that darkness, we have to bring them to the light of God. So they are in darkness. We saw the video just now, the Hinduism. 14 to 15% of Hinduism, they don't know. They were just spending time in the water, like, you know, Dipping, I was spending like that, roaming around for 330 million gods. I used to tell my dad, if I take 10 gods in a day to worship, in my whole life I cannot finish 330 million gods. So we need to show them the light. We need to show the power of God. Pray for them. The sickness get healed. My wife's department, three, four of them, they never heard of a... They never, you know, they're from Nepal, some of them from India, some of them from America itself, like, you know. When she went and talked to them, sit down and pray for them. First they said, no, we are not interested. Then after that, slowly, slowly, God did miracle in their life. Then they said, you know what, one of our friends, she was telling, uh, first she said, I'm, I'm an atheist, I don't believe in any God. No, now she's telling, can you suggest me which church I can go? Why? Because almost it took two to three months. So God has given the mission field in our area, in the workplace, in our schools, in our neighborhood. 
so we can go and reach out so the giants we talk about like you know we talk about great obstacles but that is not like you know there are ethnic barriers language social cultural political so we need to you know come out from that so we talk about grasshopper mindset like you know grasshopper ray baker is telling like 90% of the barrier to the urban ministry worldwide is not in the cities but in the no churches and the structures of ministry i'm not talking about um, bacon's uh, castle because you are doing a great job you are going to many nations i'm just telling like you know we don't give a proper step by step to train them that's what i was talking to pastor yesterday why people are not coming for evangelism see i had a struggle with many christians i'm talking about indian christians who born living for 40 50 years as a christian you know when i tell them can you come along with me to do evangelism we go to the places in clarkston where the steam came 67 nations are here in america in atlanta 67 you no need to go to any middle east or asia or anywhere god is bringing people so we go there i tell them hey can you come they'll say brother next week i'll try next week next week next week 3 years gone nobody came i trained them for 24 weeks i i provided the food for them in my own house like you know we gave them trained them but they are not because the reason is why a little bit lazy and the other thing they have fear how to go and face that hindu if he ask questions how can i answer they are struggle so they have fear so that's what pastor was encouraging today morning like you know i got saved by god but through one of my friend he shared a gospel for 3 years you were struggling you was walking with me i punched at his nose he still keep on you know what he told me jesus loves you and he showed literally the love of god when i say i like this shirt he buy literally that shirt and give it to me when he bring two eggs those days my mom never give me egg like you know uh, i was doing weight training so i say yeah, i love to eat half egg can you give me you give me two eggs no i'm just telling like you know he acted he showed that's what bible say whoever do the will of my father only can enter means doing not only hearing it's very easy to hear and then just live it see churches may encourage like to do a ministry, ministry missions like you know all this awareness but we need to keep doing in a small way i always tell indians like you know hey you are going all the way to india for vacation for one month 40 days what did you take one week to come to the unreached area come and see spend time walk with them you no need to do anything no brother i don't know how to pray don't worry about prayer and all just come and you touch the world so poor stewardship like you know grasshopper mentality you know we always like a restaurant where we provide food you know when you go to the buffet you know restaurant our plates are full like but we don't see the plates are empty so where there is no gospel we need to see see there is a great imbalance 97% of missionaries go to the place where there is access only 3% you know this i didn't prepare but it is from the david broad uh, you know scm national mission survey this is a for singaporeans go like you know 61% 
Where does the money goes? 87% of the money goes to the Christians, like, you know, 12% to the rich people group. Only 1% go to the unrich people group. I saw the church, like, you know, the church is supporting Congo. Many missions, I saw that, you know, people were, um, your church is really been encouraged. Means you have been blessed, people, like, you know, because you are blessing many people. So that is what God wants us. So when you see God in the heart, like, you know, 12 spies went, but, you know, Joshua and Caleb had a different spirit. You and I have to have a different spirit. You need to come back and say, our God is great. God can do great things. Nothing is impossible to God. Unless we go and step up. That's what God said, like, you know, to Moses. Hey, when you are leading Israel, just go, you know, go to the Red Sea. Behind Pharaoh, you know, is behind him. But God said, just put your step. Don't worry. You have to put your one step only. Just put one step, God will open the door. You know, in, in India, in North India, when I went, you know, seven churches now we have in Gujarat. We have three churches in Haryana. We have two churches in Madhya Pradesh, near to Bombay. All the remote area where Shirdi, the Sai Baba, the Hindu, um, very stronghold area. We go and pray for that. We go and walk around and pray for them. You know, God brings down the people. The village headman accepted the Lord. You know, see, ecclesiology without missiology is a poor theology. Means we can do all kinds of research. We can be a doctorate in, in theology. But, you know, if we don't have a mission heart at God's heart, today we saw that, you know, the church is talking about praying, the missions, reaching out all nations, every people, every tongue, every people, you know, languages come before the Lord. So if you and I, you know, have to move, like Joshua and Caleb, we have to have a different spirit. So... God is going to do the great things. That's what Revelation 7, 9. You know, how we can do? We, we mobilize the people. We encourage the people. Bring them. Like a team came to Atlanta to know more about Hinduism, Islam. So yesterday we had a, about Hinduism training. So like that kind of trainings. So we mobilize the people, encourage them. And then do a discipleship. When you meet somebody, share the gospel. Discipleship. See, sometimes... When we share the gospel, somebody accepts, we just leave them. Oh, we praise God, he accepted. But we don't do a discipleship. Means walking along with the person. That's what Paul did with Timothy. He always he said, my son, I'm sending my son to the Ephesians. He said about Titus, he walked with them. He discipled them. Means that's what Jesus did with 12 disciples. He walked with them, he ate with them, he slept with them. So the discipleship is very, very important. So, community initiative, bring the people. If you, we go to the unreached area where, you know, there is no gospel. We do a medical camp, dental camp. That's how, see, you can see prayer, people are praying. This is the discipleship we do, you know, with the nations. We do economic development projects. We buy, you know, fishes, the big fishes, and give it to a person. Wholesale. Ten fishes we give it to, like $100 worth of. And then what you do, you go and cut it and sell it in a retail he multiply from hundred to two hundred dollars. So he take hundred dollars means hundred rupees for his family and hundred rupees for the principal for the next day fishes. So God is doing great things. We are working among this, uh, you know, uh, Kachi people in India. You know, they are shepherds. So we do disciples. You can see I'm sitting down with you know the picture file showing. 
This is all. God is doing great things. So every day, when I go there, three hours, four hours, we talk to them and uh, share the gospel. Like Valjibai is our key man. So when you see, I'm standing next to that. He's the, he, he was also from Hindu background. He accepted. You know, you see the village headman accepted the Lord. So when you see all these things, God is doing great things. So what I'm saying, God can do tremendous things. See, this is a Brahmin family. The guy who was sitting down. Uh, the other one, the black guy, was demon-possessed. We prayed for them. God delivered. Broken families accepted the Lord. So, you know, God is doing wonderful things. We can see the youths are sitting down. Night, 11 o'clock. This is a broken family. Husband and wife got separated. Four years. We brought them. Reconciliation. I'm standing there. You know, bringing them to the reconciliation. So, families... Uh, there are so many families around our places, like, you know, see, this is our children's ministry, what we do. This is the man perfect in Christ. That's what Hebron meeting. Hebron is the place where God connects, you know, not only starting, we finish it well. See, this is the baptism, women's ministry. We do baptism, standing. So one of our disciple, uh, friend, brother who accepted, he is going and teaching and discipling. So this is a buffalo, like a lot of things. We do economic development projects. So what I'm saying, like, you know, we conduct a medical camp. But this is, I just want to finish it with this picture. Like, you know, the three, uh, uh, four circle, the smaller circle, the blue one is personal. If you and I don't equip ourselves, when we equip our family, sharing the, you know, good news, encouraging our children, our family, First, personal level, then go to the community level. You can go and reach out around the people here. And then go to the global, Asia, or Middle East, anywhere. Then you talk about kingdom of God. You always say, like, you know, oh, I accepted. I met one uncle, you know, in India. I asked him, what is your wish? He said, I'm now 74 years old. I'm born as a Hindu, um, Christian. 74 years I'm now living, my sons are Christians, my grandchildren are Christians, I'm still, you know, he was sitting in the church, you know, you always come, you fight for the position. I'm talking about orthodox, you know, Indian believers. He said, I want to die as a Christian and go to the coffin box. That is not God wants us. God wants us to, to fulfill his purpose at least reach out the people. God's heartbeat to bring the nation. If you and I are going to meet God one day in heaven, and we are going to see the Revelation 7-9 going to fulfill every nation, every tongue, every people group coming before the Lamb. So I encourage you all to reach out the people. You know, we'll do some practical training next time. Like, you know, if we have time, another day, you know, God willing, if you all want to come, Come to Atlanta, we have, you know, 67 nations. I think even in, in Virginia also, you've got a lot of people go. So I encourage you all to pray and go. That's what Matthew chapter 28, verse 19, it says, Therefore, go and make disciples of all nations. And remember, I'm with you to the end of the age. If you are an IT professional, Housewife, whether you are a lecturer, engineer, manager, whatever, you are doing business, life is a mission. Live it up. You know, by praying, by giving, by going, and telling others. God bless you all.
Thank you for this wonderful time. Thank you, Pastor. Here's, here's something I'd like to say to us, church. Number one is God wants to use us as Bacon's Castle family to reach the nations. And we've got to keep that mindset. You know, we've got to keep that mindset. It's not just about us here in Surrey. It's about the nations. And Emmanuel said it there at the very end. We've got three ways to do that. We can pray. He talked a lot about that. We can pray, and we should pray. We should pray for missions. You should pray for missions. You should take the guide that, uh, that John's given us, and you should take the next two weeks, and you should pray through that daily. We, we should pray for missions, and we should give. In fact, we didn't say anything about it this time, but you know, every, every missions emphasis, we remind you that you know, it's, it's, it's your money, you're stewards of it. You should be giving to missions. You know, our church family gives about, I figured it up a little while ago, over 20%, I believe, uh, we're investing between giving to the poor and giving in missions. And we, we're taking 20% of what our church gives, and we're sending it on to missions. You should be giving to your church family, but you should also be giving to missions. I really would encourage you to do that. And the third thing I want to say is this. we got to go. we got to go. And, you know, Ann and I were going, and we never did. We're part of the 98% of the people that say God's called us to go, and we never went. And, you know, a bunch of you in this building right now have felt God call you to go. So here, I would just say make sure God's not rescinding that. If he is rescinding it, by all means, follow him. But if he's calling you to go, go. Be careful. Be careful to follow him. But we need to pray and give and go. And then the third thing I wrote down was, uh, boy, that grasshopper mentality thing, Emmanuel, just really spoke to me. I mean, we don't need to have a grasshopper mentality, everybody. We need to have a mentality that says our God is able, and Bacon's Castle as a family can do mighty things for God. And God can use us in a mighty way in the nations. And, and you know, I used to think, what can Bacon's Castle do? I mean, we're here in little Podunk, Surrey County. I mean, we're just a small church family. What can we do? Hey, we need to stop having such a grasshopper mentality and know that God can use us in a big way. If, if we'll just, what would you say, Emmanuel, just put one foot forward into the water and watch him divide the water? That's what we need to do. And the third thing I want to say, I mean, the last thing I want to say to you is this from Emmanuel's talk, and that is, even as we're going to the nations, let's not forget, even as we focus on the nations, everyone, we've got to go right here at home. We've got to build friendships here. We, we've, got to, we've got to take it seriously about reaching people for Christ. And, and, that, and it's, it, it's going to take intentionality on every one of your parts. It doesn't happen because we simply want it to happen. It happens when we try and we take steps to build friendships and, and to share the gospel. And we need to be doing that. I mean, close us in prayer. Father, thank you for Emmanuel being here and thank you for the challenges that he gave us and uh, Lord, he's reminded us that there's a good portion of the world, 2.2 billion, I think it was, or 2.5, even though it's 2.5, I think, Lord, that they, people live and die and they never hear of you. Well, that's, that's, Lord, help, help that to impact us so that we would really care, you know, about the nations, Lord. And uh, so we just ask you to just work in our hearts to that end. Lord, show us how individually, not just as a church, but individually, every one of us is responsible for the world in some ways to pray, to give, and even to go. And uh, Lord, I pray that I'd like to pray that you'd raise up a lot of vocational missionaries from our church that will go and be like Zach and Lee last week and just invest their lives, you know, uh, reaching the unreached peoples of the world. So Lord, would you do that? God, thank you for Emmanuel and Deepa being here. And uh, Lord, bless their ministry and use them. 
And uh, Lord, use today to just encourage us and challenge our hearts, we pray in Jesus' name. Amen. Thanks for listening. This message has been brought to you by Bacon's Castle Baptist Church. And if you'd like to learn more about our church, please visit us on the web at www.baconscastle.com.